Welcome to a new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Let's join Pastor Johnson as he shares another life-changing message. All right, God bless you. Greetings in the name of the Lord. Truly glad to be with you again on today. Uh, We just thank God uh, for God. We thank God for him being in our lives on today. All right, you that have your Bibles, if you'll follow along with me today, if the Lord allowed me, I'll be in teach mode. If if he say that, uh, say the same, that's the way we're going to go. So we'd like to go to um, the book of St. John. The book of St. John, the first chapter. And I want to use for a, a subject on today. We see God in the face of Jesus Christ. How do we see God? How can we know God? Getting to know God. Somebody said, well, I want to know God. I really want to know him, what he's like, what he's all about. Really to to know God, if you really want to know God, get to know Jesus. Jesus is as close to God that you will ever get or you'll ever see. So we're talking today about Seeing God in the face of Jesus Christ. You heard the expression, somebody said, well, he's just like his daddy or she's just like her mother. And uh, looking at the feature, well, he got eyes like his mom. He got eyes like his dad or just like your parents or whatever. Y'all, y'all, y'all hear people say things like that. So when we, when we think about Jesus, we think about how good God was in the Old Testament, how great he was. Jesus came in the flesh and demonstrate to us how God was. And when we look at the works that Jesus did on earth, he really showed us how God, the kind of person God was. So that what Jesus was. Jesus was demonstrating God. The Bible said, well, God, he, 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 he performed miracles in the Old Testament. He did this in the Old Testament for Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, different one. Well, Jesus came on the scene and did the same exact thing. So we know God and we see God in the face of Jesus Christ. So Jesus is God in action, only just in the flesh. In the Old Testament, God was a spirit, a spirit being. The spirit worked, the spirit moved. Well, Jesus Christ came in the flesh in the form of a man. A man just like you and I, and he carried out the acts of God in the flesh. The Old Testament, God carried out the acts of God in the spirit, but Jesus carried out the acts of God as a man in the flesh. So we can see with our eyes and believe it in our hearts. Now, if you look with, at me, uh, with me in the book of St. John, the first chapter, we're going to begin and read in there. St. John 1, we're going to read down to verse number Uh, 17 and verse 1 says in the beginning was the word so if if you really want to know how things were you know somebody say well in the beginning the devil scripture said in the beginning what is the beginning the beginning is you can't go in a further back than the beginning of anything it's how long this been going on? Well, it's been going on for several months now. So you go back and you can relate to the beginning of a thing, when a thing started. Y'all follow what I'm saying? So what we want to know, we want to know about God. When did God 
come to be God? When did he come into being in existence? Uh, how long God been God? Uh, somebody said, well, where did God come from? Well, the Bible answered all those questions. But here we're talking this morning. He said, in the beginning. So when you go to the beginning, you can't go any further than that, past that. In the beginning was the word. Y'all see that? In the beginning was the word. In the beginning was not anything else other than the word. So when we go back to the beginning, it was the word. And then it said, and the word that was in the beginning was God. Y'all see that? And uh, uh, the, the word, no, let me read it again for you. In the beginning was the what? The word and the word was with God and the word was God. Y'all see it? There we go. So in the beginning was the, the word. And, and, and the word was, he said, was what? With God. And the word was God. So what this is saying right here, what this, what this particular verse is saying, we'll find out that Jesus Christ is the word of God. Y'all follow what I'm saying? Jesus is the word. And in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. So we can, we can read this and say, in the beginning was Christ. You know, see what I'm saying? See, some people think Jesus Christ started when he was born as a baby uh, as a, by the Virgin Mary, you know, in Bethlehem, in Bethlehem. No, Jesus began, Jesus always did exist. Y'all follow what I'm saying? He always exists. He, where he came, we came to know him when he was born a baby. Uh, in, uh, uh, in Bethlehem, you know, by the Virgin Mary, that's when we became to know him as a baby, the baby Jesus. But Jesus always existed. He always was with God. Here it is right here. In the beginning was the word, and the word is Christ, and, and, and the word was with God. Christ was with God, and, and Christ was God. Well, see, so you got to understand some things about God. Jesus and God... Well, people get confused sometimes. Really, it's like this. Some words you can use interchangeably. You follow what I'm saying? We use our English language is so, it's so uh, confusing where they say the English language is the most hardest language to learn. You can learn French. You can learn uh, Latin. You can learn a whole lot of different languages easier than you can learn the English language because we got so many words that mean the same thing. Y'all follow what I'm saying? Okay, well, you can say... Uh, what time is, what, what, what hour is this? And, and, and when you say the, the hour, you can say hour is spelled what? H-O-U-R. That's hour. Then you can say, well, I want everybody to come over our house. Spelled another way. O-U-R. But the, both of them, is, both of them is, is pronounced what? Hour. Right? That makes sense in the Bible. But it means two different things. All right. Well, God and Jesus... It's one or the same. When you say God, you're talking about Jesus. When you say Jesus, you're talking about God. They're one or the same. Y'all follow what I'm saying? Now check this out. In the beginning, my subject today is we see God in the face of Jesus Christ. If you really want to know God, look at Jesus. You remember Jesus told uh, his disciples, they asked him, says, Father, Jesus, show us the Father. We really want to know him. We want to know how he looks. 
Show us a father. That's in St. John, the 14th chapter. We won't turn there. But if you if you want to make a reference, you can write it down and read it. St. John, the 14th chapter, all the way down to verse 7, 8, and 9. You can read it. You see it yourself. But disciple asked Jesus, Jesus, show us the father because he talked about the father so much. He said, my father, my father house, and my father house, and many mansions. And they said, well, Jesus, uh, show us the father that we might be uh, satisfied. And Jesus said, you know what Jesus told them boys? He said, have I been so long time with you and yet have they not known me? Y'all want to take a sneak peek at that? Just make sure I'm right about it. <laughs> okay, you trust me. Jesus said, have I been so long with you all and uh, yet have you not known me? And Jesus said, Philip, I've been with you all this time. You ain't know me. They want to say, so many to follow. See, what the disciples thought. They thought that Jesus was going to reach back and pull the cloud back and say, there you see the old man sitting up there. That's the father. No, but Jesus said, I've been with you all this time. And Jesus said, he that has seen me has seen the father. See, when you're looking at Jesus, you're looking at God. They're one or the same. And so the, 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 the names can be used interchangeably. You follow what I'm saying? So now he said, verse 2 said, uh, the same was in the beginning with God. That's a word. The same. The word. That is the word. The same. Verse 2 said the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. Y'all see that? All things were made by. the. See what God done. God created the world by Jesus Christ. Somebody said, well, we sang so he made, he made everything. He, he got the whole world in his hand. He created everything. God created everything by his son, Jesus. Amen. Here it is right here. Y'all see it right in front of you. In the beginning was the word in the world with God, and the word was God. And check this out. Verse 2 said, the same was in the beginning with God. Verse 3 said, all things were made by him. If all things were made by him, the one that was with God. And without him was not anything made that was made. Isn't that something? So when you look at creation, God created the world through Jesus. That makes sense to anybody? It's just like you go to a lot of these companies, a lot of these businesses. We, we produce all kind of products and put out different products. But you know the owner of the company, the president, the vice president, he ain't done nothing. The people did it. They did the work. He may be the owner of, of, of the founder or whatever, the, of the business, the corporation. But actually the people themselves, they do the work. And so what I'm saying here, God created the world, the universe, and he created it through Jesus his son. Y'all follow me. Verse 3 said, all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. Now verse 4 said, in him was life. When we said we want life, how in the world do we obtain life? You, you don't go to the father. You remember Jesus said, no man goes to the father. But you got to come through the son. You can't get to the father without, without going through the son. That makes sense to anybody? So he said, in him was life, the life that we, are, we, we live right now, the life that we're trying to obtain. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. So the life that we have obtained through Jesus is the light that light up men's lives. 
So when, you, when, we, when I look at you and you look at me, when I see God in you, the life of God in you help me see the light. When I look at you, I see the light now. I see what uh, Christianity is all about when I look at you, when I look at your life, when you look at my life. This is how you see the light. You see God in the life of someone else. So in him was life and the life that we saw was the light of men. Now notice verse 5 says, and the light shined in darkness, and darkness comprehended it not. And that's one thing about God's light. The light shined in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Uh, the light of Christ shined in an evil and sinful world controlled by Satan. The majority of the world has not accepted his life or light. But the darkness has not comprehended. So no matter, we living in a dark, dark world right now, brothers and sisters. But no matter how dark this world is, the darkness will never be able to cover up the light of Jesus. We sing the song, he's the light of the world, and he is. You're going to always be able to see Jesus no matter how dark it gets. No matter how mean our world becomes, how sinful our world becomes, you will always be able to see God in this dark world. Because here it is right here. He said in verse number five, and the light shine in darkness. The light of God going to shine no matter how wicked this world becomes. And the darkness comprehended not. That means daughter can't do nothing with the light of God. And truly it's getting darker and darker and darker. But the darkness can't do nothing with the light of God. It always, it always will be able, always just like the scripture said, the darkness comprehended not. Verse 6 says, look at verse 6. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This was John the Baptist. We're talking about seeing God in the face of Jesus Christ. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light. That all men through him might believe. Now John the Baptist was a forerunner of Christ. Actually when you, when you, when you look at the history. John the Baptist and Jesus was first cousin. See Mary and Elizabeth was two sisters. Mary had Jesus and Elizabeth had John. So they were first cousins. And so when John the Baptist was preaching in the wilderness, all the time John was in the wilderness preaching, he said, Lo, lo, uh, one coming after me whose shoes I'm not worthy to stoop down and, and, and unlash his, his shoe scraps. I'm not worthy to lash up his shoe scrap, tied or unlash it. But John was preaching about Christ, he was preaching about his cousin that was coming. But John, he wasn't sure whether or not. Christ was the one, the, the anointed one, the Messiah or not, uh, the, the one that was coming. He knew the Messiah was coming. So John really didn't know the relationship that Jesus had with the Father. He was in doubt about that. That was hid from John and, and many other uh, patriarchs in the Bible. And so one day when John got in trouble with Herod, you know, John got in trouble and they were, uh, uh, Herod, uh, uh, put on this big uh, wedding, this big old feast, and asked this young lady. She danced with Herod, and and and, and Herod asked this lady. He was so pleased with her dancing with him. He said, "I'll give you anything you want. Just ask me. Half the kingdom." Pretty little thing. She didn't know what to ask for. She went and asked her mama. I said, "Mama, the king said he'll give me anything I want. Just half the kingdom. What should I ask for?" 
a million dollars, thousand dollars, new clothes. She didn't know what to ask for, so she went to her mom. Mom, what should I ask for? And her mom didn't like John the Baptist. So she said, ask for John the Baptist's head on a silver platter. And when she said that, the girl went back to the king and said, I'd like to have John the Baptist's head on a silver platter. Well, the king was sad about that because he knew John was a prophet. Didn't really want to kill John. He knew John was a prophet. But when the king said he's going to do something, he can't renege. He can't take it back. He got to go through with it. And bitter and, 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 and it, it tasted so bad to him, he had to fulfill his promise. Because he said, ask me whatever you want, I'll give it to you. So she said, give me John the Baptist's head on a silver platter. And the king commanded it. It is so. On John's head on a silver platter. So they went out, locked John up, and put him in prison. And before John was getting ready to, to be beheaded, the disciples came to Jesus. John wanted uh, to know. He heard about the work that Jesus was doing. Healing the sick, raising the dead, opening the eyes of the blind. This was his first cousin. He knew the Messiah was coming. And he knew according to Old Testament prophecy that the Messiah was going to be doing certain things. And John knew the scripture. And he heard that Jesus was doing the same exact thing. And so John sent his disciples out. To ask Jesus a few questions. She said, go and ask John. Is he the one that's going to come? Or do we look for another one? Is he the Messiah? Is he the Christ? Or do we look for another one? And the disciples came back. They went to John, Jesus and said, John want to know. Are you the one that's going to come? Or do we look for another? And Jesus said, tell John. Go back and tell John. He's in prison. Go back and tell John. The eyes or the blind are open, the deaf, they can hear, the dumb, they can talk, the dead, raised to life. Go back and tell John what you see and what you hear. But John, know the scripture said that the Messiah was going to do those things. So they went back and told John exactly what Jesus said. John, we talked with Jesus, and he told me to tell you the eyes of the blind are open, the ears of the deaf, they, they unstopped. The dumb can talk. The lame can walk. The dead been raised from raised up again. And the poor got the gospel of peace preached to them. When John heard that, he said, oh, he's the one. So John died knowing that Jesus was the Messiah. He was the one to come. So here we are right here. All right. Verse 7 said, the same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not the light. Verse 8, he was not the light but was, was sent to bear witness of that light. That all, that that was a true light which lighted every man that cometh into the world. Verse number 10 said, he was in the world, talking about the word of God. He was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. Isn't that something that fascinating that just, just blow my mind to know that our God came into this world and they didn't even recognize him. How many people today do not recognize him? Don't know who Jesus is. It's good to know him. If you want to know God, get to know Jesus. He said he was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. Verse 6, 11 said he came into his own. Now check this out. This makes matters even worse. He came to his own 
and his own receive him not. Now that's a crying shame when, when you go to your own people, your own flesh and blood, and they won't receive you. Yeah. Isn't there something you can go to total stranger and they'll receive you sometimes better than your own people will? Now that's, that's kind of messed up, isn't it? When you go to other people, I've heard folks tell me, say, man, these folks treat me better than my own family people do. I've seen people take total strangers in and they become their family and they receive more love from, from total strangers sometimes than they can from their own people. It ain't supposed to be like that, y'all. But the scripture said this is the way they did Jesus. He was in the world and the world was made by him and the world didn't even know him. They knew him not and he came to his own relatives and they received him not. You know, all the miracles that Jesus done, people, they still, his relative didn't receive him. The scripture said a prophet is without honor in his own country. Y'all remember reading that? Yeah. A prophet without honor saved in his own country. In other words, uh, in your neighborhood, see, when people grow up with you, they have a tendency to take you for granted. Yeah. Oh, that ain't no Bible, Obi. He ordered just talking. That ain't no Bible, Obi. And so they don't take you real serious. They're just Obi talking. Oh, they're just Thomas talking. They don't take you real serious. But you can take Obi and send him to another country. People just fall out of him. Oh, this man know what he's talking about. This man, this man is telling, telling us what's right. Other people receive you better sometimes than your own because they take you for granted. So what I'm saying. Don't take one another for granted. Don't take your family for granted. Take your family just as serious as you take a man that you've never seen before serious. Sometimes I get so angry at my family. Uh, I got enough kin folks that said to fill this church up, bust the walls out. We had to build a new one. But they don't take me that serious. Oh, that's just Thomas. I, I, I wiped his nose. I put diapers on him. You know, I babysit him when mama was gone. They know I'm kind of different. But they don't take me as serious as, the, as, 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 as they should. They'll take a man that they don't know nothing about. Don't know nothing about. Don't know where he come from. Don't know his background. Don't know what he did. Don't know the dirt that he dug. Don't know, don't know how many banks he robbed or anything. And they got more faith in him than somebody that they watched all their lives. He ain't never done nothing. He always been good. Ever since he been born. Yeah. Am I making sense to anybody? Yeah. They'll trust a total stranger yeah. more than they'll trust you. Yeah. And they know God is in you. Yeah. We see God yeah. in the face of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Listen to what he said. Let's go a little bit further. All right. Verse 11 said he came to his own and his own they wouldn't receive him. Verse 12 said, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name. So I thank God. So regardless of those that didn't receive Jesus, he said, as many as received him, he gave them power to be sons of God. So I thank God today we have power with God. I thank God that God received us. As many come to him, he received us, and he considered us sons and daughters of God. Verse 13 said, which was born not of the uh, not of blood, nor of the will of man, nor of the will of, not of, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but born of God. Check out verse 14. And the word, we're talking about Christ, 
was made flesh. Y'all see it? And dwelt among us. That same word that was in the beginning was made flesh. Jesus took on flesh. He wrapped himself up in a fleshly body. See, God is a spirit. Christ was a spirit. But he wrapped himself up in a fleshly body. The word became flesh. And look at it and say, and dwelt among us. Live right next door. And we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father. Full of grace and truth. Y'all see? Full of grace and truth. Alright, 15 said, John bare witness of him and cried, saying, This was he of whom I spake. John got the message now. He that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. Alright, now check this out. Now this is this is something to think about right here. And and John bare witness of him, Jesus, crying, saying, This was he of whom I spake about, y'all. He that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. Now, John was born first, and Christ came later. But John said he was before me, because John understood that Christ was already uh, uh, in existence, eternally existent. This is why he can say, oh, he was before me. What do you mean he was before you? He always existed. He was, the, he was the word in the beginning. He was before me. Although I'm, I'm the oldest born in the flesh, but he was, he's the oldest born in the spirit. Y'all see what I'm saying? He's the oldest in the spirit realm. And John knew that. He was before me. In verse 16 said, and his, and his fullness have all we receive grace for grace. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by. There it is. Jesus Christ. Thank God for grace and truth. That came by Jesus Christ. Now verse 18 says, No, no, no man has seen God at any time. Now, we, we know God and we see God in the face of Jesus Christ. No man has seen God at any time. You who's seen God? See, God is a spirit. You can't see a spirit. You can feel it, but you can't see it. No man has seen God at any time. Now the only begotten Son which is in the bosom of the Father, he has declared him. So we've seen the only begotten Son, which was Jesus, born in the flesh. We've seen that. But God himself, we, you can't see a spirit. You can't. Moses wanted to see God. God. Moses asked God, he said, Lord, let me see your face. God told Moses, no man can see my face and live. What I do, Moses, I'll let you see my hind part. So uh, what I do, Moses, I'll let you see a, 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 just a little glimpse of me. God let Moses saw his hind part and the glory was so powerful and so great that it, it put a shine on Moses' face. And Moses had to go around and ran a veil for the rest of his life, ran his face because the glory of God was so powerful and so bright. You couldn't see, look at Moses no more. Because Moses saw the hind part of Jesus. Just think if he had saw the face. If he had saw the face, he would have fell dead. You can't see the glory of God face to face. Not in this body. Now, when we got go to glory and be and get our other body, we'll be able to see him face to face. We sing the same that song. I want to see him face to face when we go to heaven. When we when we walk through those pearly gates, we can see God face to face. But in this old body, you can't do it. This old body is so sinful. 
God can't look upon sin. You can't look sin in the face and live. No. But when I go to heaven, somebody said, when I see Jesus, hallelujah, when I see Jesus, oh, one day we're going to see him. We're going to see him face to face. I wrote about him, I heard about him, but we're going to see him for ourselves, face to face. Oh, my God. We see God in the face of Jesus Christ. Now, let's go just a little bit further. Now, turn over to another scripture here, the book of 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians uh, 4, I want to show you this right. 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, verse number, uh, take a look at the fourth chapter. Yes, verse number 6. Okay. 2 Corinthians 4, 6, and 7. Check this out. Seeing God in the face of Jesus Christ. It says, for God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness. Y'all see it? Thank God. He commanded, commanded the light to shine out of darkness. Has shined in our hearts. And this is what we're preaching. I'm preaching today. I'm hoping today that, that, that God will, will let the light, the light of God, will shine in our hearts. We, we will never be able to do the will of God until that, that glorious light of God shine in our heart. I'm so glad that one day the light, the glory of God shine in my heart and, and, and it changed my life. I mean, changed my life completely. I, I haven't been the same since that low glorious light of God shine in our heart. For God commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our heart to give the light. Check this out. To give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. There it is. If you want to know God, get to know Jesus. And I thank God one day he shined the glorious light of God in my heart. And I thank God today I know who Jesus is. The glory. See, look at what it said. The light of the knowledge. There it is. The light of the knowledge of the glory of God. If you want to know the glory of God and the knowledge of God, you will see it in the face of Jesus Christ. So you got to get to know Jesus or you will never know who God is. So when God shine that light from heaven into your heart, you will really know who Jesus is and what he is all about. I'm reminded, we see God and seeing God in the face of Jesus Christ. I'm reminded of a story that a pastor told me one day. Told me about you know we send our children to school and a lot of lot of lot of our teachers in school they don't they don't believe in God they're atheists and they in school now you gotta be careful sending your children to school because school now is the indoctrin they don't go to school to learn the math learn the English and all that kind of stuff they 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 that's what we want them to learn so they can get a good job but teachers are now more interested in indoctrinating our children with belief that that don't fit the biblical view. And we had, they got a world view and you got to be careful if we send them to school, uh, uh, to col- off, especially off the colleges. Now, high school and grammar school is bad too because they all crazy and they getting things all mixed up and teaching our children crazy stuff. You know, our world, we're living just in a crazy world now where, where folks are talking just, just talk crazy. You know, talking about a man can have a baby. You know, a man can't have no baby. I don't care how crazy, how crazy, uh, 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 how good it sounds and how they line it up, ain't no man gonna have no baby. You ain't gonna make me believe that. It just don't happen. It don't work like that. But they they wanna make you think that thing. Well, everything changed now. A man can have a baby now. That's that's a lie. 
Amen, somebody. Don't know what you, you know, I, I would listen to one man. He was telling this guy calling on Radio Friday. He was saying in school, the, these college professors, most of them are Marxists. And they've been believing, uh, they believe in a whole lot of little crazy stuff, Marxian theory. If you look up Marxism, you'll learn a lot about that. But he was telling the, the, the guy on the radio talk show, he said, the professor in the classroom, they're teaching just crazy stuff. And if you really want a grade, you got to agree with the professor. You cannot disagree uh, with the professor in the classroom ever. He's going to give you a bad grade on your, on your car, on your report. And so did the talk show host said, he would say, just go along with the professor. You know, you got to be strong to go to these schools, these colleges, and come out the way you went in. Yeah. Most of them go in there, they teach you that their parents crazy. They've been telling you all this stuff all your life. Your parents don't know anything. Listen to us. Yeah. And so they indoctrinate our children with all this crazy new idea, new way of thinking. You know, and the and the, the student was saying, telling the guy that he said, "Well, I, I know this is right, but uh, if I disagree with the professor, I'm gonna get a bad grade." And so the guy was telling him, he said, "Well, I understand that's the way it is, but just keep in mind the way you was taught. Go along with the professor. If he said a man can have a baby, don't don't argue with him. You be everybody else in the room will agree with the professor. Yeah, this oh, this is wonderful. The professor said that. The professor said a man can have a baby. Ooh, this is awesome. Just go along with it so you can get your grade. See, all you need from the professor is a grade. You don't need his ideology. You don't need his wisdom. You need a grade. So I go along with you saying a man can have a baby just to get my A+. When I get out of here, I go back to believing the way I was always taught and brought up. Can't no man have a baby. God didn't design it that way. So sometimes to get what you want from these devils, you got to go along with. Don't don't believe them. Don't buy into it. Don't don't let them change you. Don't let them mess you up. Don't let them indoctrinate you to believe that that lie. But do what you got to do to get your grade. Get out there and go get your job and make your money. That makes sense to anybody. Now 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 I, I was about to say uh, 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 a pastor told me a story about. Uh, this atheist in school, in college, and uh, they was, uh, you know, they mess with people who might be religious and ask them why they believe in God, you believe in God, and ask them a whole lot of questions. So this atheist asked this girl, a question in, in school, in college, and said, you believe in God? The young lady, she said, yes, I do. And said, he want to know why you believe in God. Why do you believe in something that you can't see? And so the professor asked the girl, uh, well, you believe in God. You believe there is a God or you believe in God. And she said, I do. She said, well, can you see him? The girl said, no. Okay. Then he said, well, look at, look at the grass. Can you see God? No. Look at the houses. Can you see God? No. And he asked her many other different questions about uh, uh, looking at things and can't. Well, asked her, could you see God? And she said, no. He said, well, why do you believe in something that you can't see? If you can't see it, why do you believe in it? Well, okay, then the little girl turned around and asked the professor, well, can I ask you a question? And he said, yes, go right ahead. And the young lady said, uh, professor, do you have a mind? He said, yes. And the little girl said, can you see it? And the professor said, no. 
Well, why are you believing something you can't see? <laughs> why are you believing something you can't see? You believe you got a mind. Yeah, I believe it. Can you see it? No. Well, why do you believe it? You must not have one. You can't see it. So don't let these folks intimidate you. Well, they smart, silly self. We know there is a God. Am I right about it? We know we, there is a God. Let's look at the scripture. I'm almost done. Look at Psalm, Psalms 100. Psalms 100. You know, it ain't no God because you can't sin. We know there is a God. We know there is a God. Amen. Psalms 100 and verse 1. Let me read it down. He said, verse 100, verse 1. Y'all, y'all see it? I'm almost done. He said, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye land. Serve the Lord with gladness. Oh, I'm so glad to serve him. Come before his presence with singing. When I come before God's presence, we just sing a song to the Lord. Look at verse number three. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. See, we see God in the face of Jesus Christ. We know that the Lord is God. We know that Jehovah God is God all by himself. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us. Y'all see it? And not we ourselves. We didn't make ourselves. One thing I know, I didn't, Tom, I didn't make myself. If I had made myself, I probably made myself a little taller. <laughs> Y'all listen to me. I'd probably be a little taller. Hair be a little bit more wavier. Yeah. If I had made myself. I didn't make myself. You didn't make yourself. God made us. Y'all see what I'm saying? We see God in the face of Jesus Christ. I thank God for God today. Know ye not that the, that the Lord, he is God, and it is he that has made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pastor. Y'all see that? God made us. God made you and I. Don't let nobody tell you there ain't no God because you can't see him. But we can feel him. Oh, yeah, we can feel him. Praise God. Verse 4 said, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. When we come in, Lord, I thank you. Enter into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. Isn't God good? The Lord is good. God is so good. He, somebody say he's good all the time? All the time. When I'm bad, God is good. When I'm a good, God is good. When I'm messing up, God is good. There's no time God's not good. We serve a good God, y'all. Amen, somebody. So give the Lord a hand. We serve a good God. He's good. The Lord is good. And then he goes to his mercy. His mercy is everlasting. Thank God for his mercy. Woke up with mercy every morning, every day. Brand new mercy. I thank God for his mercy every day. Mercy everlasting. He's a God that won't ever stop having mercy on his people. Compassion. Yes. It's everlasting. And his truth endures to all generations. We see God in the face of Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sad. I pray for those people that can't see God and can't realize that there is a God in this world. There, there's two forces in this world I know and I'm sure about. And there's good and evil. I'm sure about that. 
And you are too. Don't let nobody sway you. Don't let nobody change your mind. There's two forces. There's good and there's evil in this world. And we know that for a fact. Now my last scripture, and I'm going to let y'all go. Uh, Psalms 14. We see God in the face of Jesus Christ. Check this out. Psalms 14. Listen to what he said. Y'all got it? It said, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Y'all see that? These folk, the atheists, they don't believe in God. They ain't nothing but a fool. That's what God called them, a fool. The fool said, there ain't no God. There ain't no God. Well, how did you get here? Tell me that. Explain it to me. How did you get here? The Big Bang. You got here with the Big Bang. Oh, so all of a sudden there was a, a big bang, a huge explosion. Boom! And everything came to be. Well, what caused the big bang to go boom? What, well, how did all the element and the explosives and the dynamite and the ignition and ignited, how all that come to be? They can't explain it. They can't explain it. There is a God in heaven. There is a God in heaven. And we thank God for him today. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Uh, and this, then goes, the Lord goes on saying, they are corrupt. Don't pay them no mind. They, those folk are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that do good. All of, they, they all messed up and they want to mess you up. Yeah. Amen. They want to mess all of us up. We're going to create our own destiny. You can't do that. You're going what God said you're going. When this life is over, we all going where we said, what God said we going, not where we said we going. No, we can't create our own destiny. They're all corrupt. They have all done abominable work. There's none that do good. The Lord looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand and seek God. And when he looked at them, he just saw a bunch of foolish people just don't believe in me. Just didn't believe in him. They are all gone astray. They are all together become filthy. There's none that do as good. No, not one. All have the workers of iniquity. No, and look at this. All have the workers of iniquity. No knowledge. Ain't that something? They don't know nothing. The college professor don't realize how dumb he is that he can't figure out he didn't make himself. And he's teaching our kids. We tell them. I tell my grandbaby. I said look. You were brought up in church. Go there. Get your lesson. Get a grade. Go get your job. Don't you come back here talking about. Ain't no God. I don't believe in God. God don't. Ah, you know talking crazy. I'm going to run you up out of here. You come back crazy. When I didn't teach, ask you to go up there and be indoctrinated. We ask you to go get a grade. So you can get a good job. And we have to teach our children that because when we send them off, these teachers want to change their mind. They want to indoctrinate them. They ain't about teaching no more. They ain't about indoctrination. Keep that in mind. It's about indoctrination. All right, let me finish this up and I'm going to let y'all go. What verse did I stop at? Verse number four. All have the workers of iniquity, no knowledge, who eat up my people as they eat bread and call not upon the Lord. Don't let, them, don't let them eat up on you like that. Don't let them destroy you. There were they in great fear for God is in the generation of the righteous. Ye have shamed. The, look, look at what God said about these fools. You have shamed the counsel of the poor. 
these, these wise folk to shame and counsel other poor because the Lord is his refuge. So you, you just, you just they're so intelligent. Even, even the poor people get ashamed. Ooh, I can't believe they believe like stuff like that. I'm, I'm, poor people, the folks that ain't educated, they just shame to believe that intelligent people believe and think the way they think. I can't believe you think like that. I'm shamed. Because the Lord is our refuge. Amen, somebody. We see God in the face of Jesus Christ. And the world can't change it. Give the Lord a hand, praise. God bless you. I hope I said something to you on today. Don't let the world change your mind. Don't let them turn you around. There is a God. There is a God. You, we were taught that you know that we, we, I, ain't no way in the world we can get around it there is a God in heaven and I thank God for him today and I look to him for my help I look to him for my strength whatever I need in life I look to the God of heaven I'm not looking to man I'm not looking to the president these folks are bunch, they just foolish people now you deal with a bunch of foolish people don't make good sense anymore don't make good sense it, you know the Bible said the world is upside down up up is down, down is up, left is right, right is left. It's all mixed up now. You don't know what to go. You don't know what's going on now. The boy don't know he a boy. The girl don't know he a girl. Everything messed up now. Everything mixed up. I'm glad I know who I am. When I came out, Mama said, they said, it's a boy. <laughs> so what's that? Bowser baby boy. <laughs> That's what it is. Somebody said, it is what it is. These folk messed up. They messed up. But God, I thank God for Jesus. I see God in the face of Jesus Christ. All right, I'm done. I hope I said something to encourage your heart today. God bless you. Thanks, Pastor Johnson, for another amazing message. Make sure to join us next week for an all-new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Until then, remember, encounter Jesus, echo hope, and dwell in love.